for another episode of Coffee with Carrie. Grab your coffee, grab your pen or pencil, <clears throat> and let's do this. Oh, Ian, I missed some of this. Um, uh, yeah, books and notebooks, tabs, books and notebooks, right. I do like Evernote. I really like Evernote. I can't, I mean, I just do. And let me tell you why I like to write things down because it gets me away from the tech, but I like to use Evernote because then it could become a blog later and it's just easier. So it's just, you know, it's a whole lot easier. So here we go. Grab your notebooks. Yeah, some of you missed those. Probably a good thing I put those down. So good morning, buenos dias. Um, so as much as I think I should get, I, you know, I wanted to get creative today and I might have some creative things to do. Um, and I have one over here, but I was going to print some other things. Oh, maybe I can print while I'm talking to you since I'm on a different laptop because my other one just decided to freeze. Um, when we talk about looking for sellers, many of you, you know, some of you tell me in the chat, are you a new real estate agent? Are you a seasoned agent? Tell me where you are in the business. Are you just coming back to the business? So as much as I want to get creative, most of you just need like a a snap back to reality. And let me say it like this. I was talking to someone not too long ago and we were having the conversation about, you know, it's just not working and I just want to go high. Now there are days we all get stuck, right? I see it new. I got a new, I've got a new agent. Okay. I like my new people. So this, I'm, I'll make sure that I probably give you more than, than just my five. Two years in, you know, if you're two years in, let me ask this question. For those of you that are more than a year in, have you closed any deals? They say the average real estate agent or new real estate agent doesn't close their first deal for the first six months. I believe that you can close it faster. I closed my first deal in the first 45 days. I used to say 30, but then I went back and did the research. It was 30 days from the time it was listed. So I had my first listing in the first 15 days. <laughs> and listen, I thought that this was the best hustle ever, the best hustle ever. So Kitty's been in. Hey, Kitty, Wallace is in the building. So good morning, good morning. I, like Again, I believe you can close your first deal much faster. It just really depends on your mindset. If you missed last week's, like scroll to the end, because I, man, I went deep on all of you. So here we go. There are many agents that have seen a market change. Would that be you? Have you seen a market change? We, I, when I started in 2001, there was a market change, you know, because people that had been selling real estate prior to 2001, I went through everything that happened during 9-11. And then interest rates went down. Every, anybody that could breathe could sell a house. Anything that could breathe could sell a house because, you know, interest rates were low. Interest rates were low. There was some subprime lending. Everybody had, you could state your, how much money you made and you could buy a house. You didn't have to prove it in the bank. Like there was so many ways you could buy. So, um, but I'll say, even so I went through a market change in 2001, although I didn't really feel it because I was just in it. And then around 2007, there was a shift. We went through that market change. There was more inventory on the market. We were dealing with a lot of pre-foreclosures. Like if I were to go and just look up data and, in, in, you know, back to like 2013, like areas in my market, like Hanover Park, over 60% was distressed. This market is a little bit different. Like this market is a little bit different. 
I mean, and some of you are, we're, we're trying to figure it out. I've been doing research. I've been looking at the pre-foreclosures that are there. And a lot of the pre-foreclosures, as you've heard me say before, are not upside down in their mortgages. They just need to get it moving. Um, and it's different because inventory is still low. Inventory is still low. Now, there are some sellers that need to be a little more realistic and drop price. But even though inventory is low, market time has gone up because buy in interest rates went up. I mean, like this is just really different. And median sales prices have stabilized in many markets or they're still above what we were like in 2008 or they were above last year. So, you know, it's different. And, and, and I'll tell you, some, I was talking to an agent. We were, I was in Western Springs and we were having a conversation about Schomburg and we were like multiple offers. So there are some areas, depending on affordability, you're still seeing multiple offers. So we, we got some crazy things still going on. Now, if someone wants to buy, they're buying, uh, they're buying, they're buying the house. And we need to be able to explain what's happening in the market to help our sellers make an informed decision. So if, um, if you were to list a home today, based on market data, a seller still has the advantage. So let me say that again. If you were to list a home today, in, and I'm saying this for many markets, not true for all, depending on where you are, the seller still has an advantage because there isn't a lot of inventory. But if you are not like the best house, I still can go make a decision to wait because that's what's happening um, with, <laughs> for those of you that know me, that's Mark's job. So whether you're new, seasoned, stuck, or just coming back to the industry, I need you to think. I need you to think. I need you to put on a hat. Let me see. Here we go. We're, we're put, all of you are entrepreneurs. So today we're putting on the boss hat. We are all the CEO. We're the CEO. I need one that says marketer. Like, but here we're, this is us, CEO. And I think, not all of you, but I think we're all members, most of us. So I need you to start thinking. And yeah, and I think it's Robert, a very, very different market. I'm doing this without glasses, so I don't get a glare. So let me ask this question to all of you. First of all, take a second. This is how I know the market shifted. Because in the summer, I would have like half of the number of people here today, like 30, 35. And oh, by the way, next week, I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do coffee with Carrie around noon because I have to teach new agent training. Um, more of you are here because we've got to do something different. We have to do something different. So here's the question, and I want all of you to answer it in the feed. I've got my five, but I got some new people, so I'm going to give you some other tips. What are creative ways to find a seller now? What are your creative ways? I've got kitties in the room. I've got some other seasoned agents in the room. If you're even if you're new, tell me what you think you should do. Like, what do you think you should do? to, um, yeah, next week, next week, Sarah, next, just, I have to teach. Uh, so tell me, or I go live on Thursday, something like that. So tell me, what are some creative ways right now to get a buyer? So tell me, in the feed, door knock. All right, you, somebody should be writing this down. We got door knocking, we got direct mail, we got expired listings, what else? Maybe reach out to for sale by owners. 
I'm going to talk about, I, I mean, let me just type this down here so I can give you some tips on these for sale by owners. We got expires. What else do we have? And, it, and you know, it doesn't have to be creative. Just tell me what you think you should be doing. I've been making a point to talk to my neighbors more um, on the nightly walk. That's a good idea. On top of mailers and calling my neighbors. Giving the market analysis to mom and pop landlords. That's a great idea. I keep um, hearing, go back to the basics. We even go, we always need to go back to the basics. And and there and if you ever get here, let's see, network with your organizations you volunteer for outside of real estate. And, and I, Sarah, you and my in my in my five get visible data. Um, tell data them why it's still a seller's market. Absolutely, get visible. So Sarah just said, go work with other organizations. This is why I need realists back. Um, explain the market in their area yeah go first of all i just think all of you should be doing a youtube channel uh more volunteering and talking yep i'm going to the city council meeting on monday <laughs> i'm looking at expired six months back yolanda for you i need you to go back um here i'm going i'm in i'm in my uh info sparks or market data I think we should go back and look at expires um, around. This is the bonus because this is not part of my five. For those of you that are new, write this down. First of all, write down everything everyone else said. Yeah, go about your normal normal day with realtor swag like a vest, shopping, exercise, et cetera. Right. You know, I need that vest, Sarah, because she had pockets inside and everything. We're we we, you know, they should give us like like uh, referral links. NAR should like every I'm looking at the bottom of the market, like 2011 through, so this is my entire marketplace, like all of like Northern Illinois, like 2011 through 2014, go find those expires. Because here's what we know. If you try to list at the bottom, prices are way above even 2008 prices. So I would definitely go after them. Target people that are going to the, the tax sale. Yes, I was talking to, who was I talking to the other day? Is Law. And she was like, Carrie, can we do a conversation about going to the um, the records department in the county that you live in and actually going in and sitting down and learning how to use their system. Now, I'm not an expert on their system. You, Sarah's coming with the YouTube channel in 2023. I'm telling you, there's something to educating the consumer. So being able to target people with the tax sales, it's different in Illinois by the, you know, three, it might take about three years to get them, but there are some markets where you can get them a lot faster. So go, being able to go dig a little bit deeper, that's a thing. So some of you need to do that. Um, I'm telling you this, going back to like 20, 2011, because here's what we know. It, first of all, I
I did something. I moved something here. Even if, even if you're just targeting investors or even if you're just working with a seller, the bottom of the market is great because now there's value. There's, there's money in these, in these properties. So there you go. Go back, go after them. All right. Now, before, um, so, so, okay. So, so two things, number one, go back and look for people at the bottom of the market, go back and look for people at the bottom of the market. Um, because what we know is they couldn't sell. The other thing is, is go look for the people that bought at the bottom of the market, because the two people that, the, not the two, but the few people that, or the many people that bought at the bottom of the market, they can, they can still sell for more, even though interest rates are up. So if, if I'm looking at my marketplace and median sales prices were at 152.5, now they're at 290. We're double, almost double what we were in, what was I looking at? Like 2012. There you go. And I don't know what Sarah said. People who want to move out of Illinois. My friend had uh, said 40% of her business is move out of Illinois. <laughs> I remember that image where U-Hauls were going to Indiana, Iowa, and Wisconsin. First of all, and I haven't gotten to my other ones yet. So I, I should type these down so I don't so I can recap at the end. These were these are the bonuses. We haven't gotten to the five. So the first one was expired bottom of the market. The second was bottom of the market purchases. Because these are people that can sell. And these could be people that, well, I'll come back to the investors part. And then um, Sarah was saying the people that are moving out of, of your state specifically way, way up here when it's cold, they're moving down, you know, they're moving to the warmer areas, right? So you can use Remind, you could use Realist, you can use RPR, you can use these tools to go look for people that, um, you know, the baby boomers, the silent generation, you, that it could be your niche. You could talk about that on YouTube if you're thinking about moving to another area. Um, you know, first of all, if I'm in Florida, I can target people all over the United States to come to Florida. So that could be my niche because they're moving out. So there's something to be said for people moving out of state. And you can use other, here's the other thing you can do with these other tools, but you can use these tools to look for baby boomers and silent generation. And you're like, we can't look up, I can't look up your age, but what I can do is I have the ability to look for people that have lived in their homes for hmm, 30 plus years. So even right now, if I were to go um, to whether it's Remind or RPR, and I'll go, I'll go into Remind because it's just easier to access, I can look for people um, that have lived in their homes over 30 years. So I'm going to use my neck of the woods. Um, so I'm, you know, here, I'll just type in a city. Let me go to somebody else's neighborhood. Let's go to, let me see, let me old, let me think of a neighborhood that's pretty been around a long time. So let's go. I'm going to go with Aurora. So Aurora, Illinois. Here we go. Maybe it's thinking. So I'm looking for people. Um, I'm, I'm using a specific city. This is your number four. And we're looking for people that have lived in the home more than, let's say, 30 years, right? So I'm going to use Aurora, finally loaded. And now what I'm doing is I'm going, I'm using one of these predictive analytics tools. Hey, Jennifer. And I am going to choose age, ownership time. And I'm going to go with 30 
plus years in the home. So this is going to be 30, just 30 plus years. Mark, I can hear everything you do. You guys might not be able to hear, but I can hear it at all. So right now in Aurora, Illinois, off market, there are 3,607 properties, not even just, um, this is residential and commercial, so ownership time. But now, now let me look at building type because maybe I just want to look for single family. So in Aurora, Illinois, there are 3,012 properties where people have lived in their house over 30 years. Now, could I be a little more specific, excuse me, and maybe put in, if I do ownership time, maybe I want to do 50 plus years ownership because this will probably really get this down. So 50 plus years as an owner, 2,268 single family. And I'm looking for all three or more bedrooms. Right now I am down to 1,534. So here's what it tells me. It either tells me that it tells me that someone that's living in the home is, is it older than me? There you go. And, and you can search by senior exemption. So I put in 30 plus years and then I switched it to 60 plus years, something like that. Let's see. I put in ownership time, 50 plus years in the home. So that these are four ways already and I haven't even gotten to my five. So at the beginning, I heard, I saw one of you say, hey, everybody go fo follow Radio Drew. He's going to, I think he's now, so Radio Drew is really on the radio, but he's a real estate agent and been in the market a few months now. And we're trying to, con we're, we're, we're making the switch from full-time, from, from, he's full-time, full-time, I'm dual career, but yeah, there you go. Follow Radio Dave and, and we need your new handle. What are we? Uh, re, I mean, Radio Drew. So real estate. Yeah, I got to figure out what you told me it was. All right, so here we go. Good morning. So here's the four and then I'll do my five. So the question was, is I was asking all of you to give me your creative ways to find a seller now. And um, I had some, 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 this is, I'll make it the number five. Someone said expires. And then I threw in like some, uh, Yolanda said expired last six months. This is what I'll tell you. In addition to that, I would say all of you should look at the expires now every single day. Right now, right now in my MLS, in the areas I'm looking at, I have 24 expires in the areas I watch, in the areas I watched. So I like to go with expires at the bottom of the market. So around 2011 to 2013. Then number two, bottom of the market, people that purchased at the bottom of the market because these are people that we know. I'm back, maybe. Um, these are people that we know purchased at a lower price and medium sales are still up, even though market time is up, inventory is low. Number three, people moving out of your state. Someone said people moving out of Illinois. 40% of this person's business, Sarah said, 40% of her friend's business comes from people moving out of the state. Number four is pick a specific city in, in whatever tool you're using and look for people that have owned the home 30 plus years. Hey, Brad. Um, so 30 plus years in the home because we know listings still come from the mailbox. I know some of you are like, I'm going to dominate social media. You can, but you still need a following and you still need to create great content. And don't get mad at me when I say, all of us are posting the same thing. Here are the 10 steps to home ownership, or here are the five things you need to do. I get it. You should still post it. You should go talk about data, but you need to become the expert. All right. 
And then um, my number, this was number five. I can't remember who said it, but for sale by owners could be an option. Someone else said door knocking. Um, I, I believe Sarah may have said, go network with your communities, get, get involved in volunteering. So going to the community city meet, hall meetings, going to a coffee with the mayor, going to other networking events outside of real estate. You got to get outside. And someone else said that during their evening walk, they are walking the neighborhood and talking to the neighborhood neighbors in addition to the direct mail. I know Brian Dean said direct mail, um, door knocking. That's not my cup of tea or cold calling, but it all works. You like do what works for you, whatever is cheaper for your pocketbook. But I believe all of you can buy 24 stamps and send out 24 expires today. That's what I think. School events. First of all, if you have kids in school, if you have kids in any sport, you know, show up to this stuff. And then, yeah, and it was also said, wear your realtor swag. So here we go. Here's my five in addition to the other ones that we already talked about that were that was already suggested suggested for sale writing this down so number one and I, and some of you said everybody keeps saying going back to the basics now we got to actually do something called w-o-r-k work it's time to get to work so number one in no specific order here we go your neighbors your friends your family your sphere your past clients your current clients your former co-workers, classmates are always a good way to start. So get started. And, and let me go back before I talk to you about these things to do. Um, when I said friends and family, some of you just about choked. And you're like, here, it's not happening. I'm not going after the friends and family. We're not doing it. Um, so that's your number. That's your number one of my five. Jenny, throw that question in the Q&A because I'm here to help when you find them. Converting is a different conversation, but throw that in the, in the question mark and I'll, and I'll answer that uh, at the end. So friends and family, for those of you that are like, nope, not happening, not dealing with my friends and family, we are not doing this. So when you, if you're someone that's like, I don't want to deal with friends and family, that's my husband. He's like, nope, I don't have to help them. But let me say, for those at least, why, Mark, I need a, can you come plug my phone up? I don't know, it's dying flat fast. Is there a cord down there? I'm trying to get this to work. Is there a cord? Thank you. So if you're like, you don't want to deal with your friends and family, at least ask them to allow you to refer. At least ask them to allow you to refer them so you can get, at least get a percent. So you don't ever have to deal with them. Let someone else deal with them. Um, and then, um, you know, and just to kind of give you some creative things to do, and I'm going to get to some better ones in a moment, but did you do like the winter things to do or like things to do during the holidays? Like, and this is pretty broad tomorrow in the city of West Chicago, we have, um, I think it's like frost fest or something like that. So you have zoo lights. This is Illinois, by the way. You have zoo lights in Lincoln Park Zoo. You have the Chris Kent Kindle Market in Daly Plaza. Aurora, Illinois now has a, um, a Chris Kindle Market. We have the Polar Express, Express train ride. Comes through West Chicago. Kind of cool. Maybe. Um, you have Brookfield Zoo Holiday Magic. You have Napier Lights, which is in Naperville. We have ice skating at Millennium, Millennium Park. We have Illumination Morton Art Arboretum, which is over in Lyle near Glen Ellen. We have Navy Pier and we've got holiday movies somewhere. 
at Gallagher Way in Chicago. Like, like these are like just basic things you could do. And if you're in the membership, I gave you this. Like you could go, it, it's still there. If you're like, I can't find it, let me know. I'll reshare it. But you could go create this in Canva and you could still get this in the mail this weekend. I actually printed this out on regular paper and you could stuff envelopes. You could order it from Canva and still get it out next week. Give people things to do. Some people want to go to like a real uh, play. Thank you so by Steph. Steffi, I think, maybe. Um, so that's that's pretty easy. Now, start and start going to the city hall meet, meetings. Yep, I said it already. I'm going Monday. Um, I'm I'm going Monday, and and even uh, and I'm and most of you know I'm doing a three part series masterclass. If you haven't signed up, the link is in my bio. But I am so what I'm going to be doing. And let's see, do I even have any reports here? Let's see. Oh, I do. Let me see. Maybe not. Maybe I don't know what I did with my reports. Do I have to click them? So what you can do here, here's, here's a good way to network. In RPR, Realtors Property Resource, you can go and you can create a neighborhood report. And when you create a neighborhood report, I'm trying to see if, oh, I have one. I have one. Here we go. I can go look at the neighborhood report and I can make it available too. Um, when I go to the city council meeting, maybe afterwards hand it to the mayor or someone on city council or better yet. For those of you that, because I, I saw it earlier, you know, go to the school events. Let me give some of you a really good tip. This is your number three. So I gave you the reports in number two, start going to the city hall meetings and mailing these neighborhood reports to uh, the city council members or even just the mayor or the people that work there or the building department because they want to know what's happening in their cities. Because you'll get data like median estimated home values in the in the zip code, in the county, of the state, and the U.S. You will get um, some of your, like, you want to see this. I could feel it. Um, here, I'll print it and then I'll hold it up. You can get, let's see, you get size of homes sold, you get people stats, like how many, the population in a specific community. And I'm currently looking at Broadview, very small community. You get education levels. You get, uh, let's see, popu you know, children's ages. This is actually a great report if you ever work in commercial. Uh, you get economic status. You get uh, what occupational categories, who, you know, who works here. That's going to take a second. And so sorry about that. You also get, uh, you get the AARP livability index. I should have printed that fast. Sorry. So you could use this as a way to start a conversation. But here's better yet. How many of you go to number three? Start going to the board meetings um, for the cities you work in or the school district you're in. almost done here we go i'll show it to you so start mailing this or i live start mailing this to the schools like the superintendent the principals of all the schools wouldn't you be a hit hold on i'm going to show it to you does anyone use this i'm asking the question i guess we're still done a fast print oh i went the wrong way okay it's done here we go so I'm going to show you, you probably can kind of see it. And it's branded to me. 
So here it is. All branded to me. If you're listening to the podcast later, just go to Realtors Property Resource, log in. So it has the, the boundaries of the city. It has my logo, right? It has housing stats. I'm using this in a committee I'm in to get data. It gives me median list price, but let me show you, you get, you even get the population by age. Any of you need to move a Chuck E. Cheese into your city? There you go. And then you even get the, I mean, we even get who votes. Like what, what kind of city is this? Like how do people typically vote? Democrat, Republican, Independent? Let's see if I can find that. Is it even on this one? That might be on a different one. But look at that neighborhood report. And you get the livability score based on AARP. Some of you are members only. So you can see like affordability. You can see neighborhood access to live, work, play, transportation, environment. And that was all on the uh, neighborhood report all the way by the uh, walkability scores and AARP livability index. You could mail it to the cities, you mail it to the city. You could make it available and, and make it a free download for the communities you work in for small businesses. Um, you could, can you get mailing labels from the neighborhood report and mail to them? Now the neighborhood report is just, a, it's all data. It has no mailing addresses on it at all. Can you um, like, and I'll, Yolanda, tell, remind me, you have realists. Like I can, the cool thing is, is I can get all of the, first of all, you can get the addresses anywhere, but I can get the address for the city where I live. Just go to the city website. I can get all of the schools in the city I live in and mail to the schools. I can mail to the superintendent. You want to be the source. Like this is creative ways to be the source. And then um, maybe one day they'll have you come, um, come in and do a lunch and learn with the staff. Like make this available, like think outside the box. Go into public records in the MLS if your MLS has it. Like you, well, our MLS, it's through Remind. In Florida, I use Realist. Uh, so we have access to the public records through Remind. You can, you know, you could, first of all, RPR gives you uh, uh, public records. There's really no reason why you can't get this stuff. So if it's provided as a free download, does it remain evergreen? Only if you update it. So this is what I would do, Mallory, is I would create a Google form with my download and I would create a Google Drive with a folder and then every, you know, so many, first of all, I, I got to go figure out when these are updated, but you could just make this available. Uh, let's see, does it give me a date? You could maybe look at it every quarter and just make it and update it every quarter in your Google Drive folder. And if someone downloads it, you could have, you could just keep them all in there for the year. You could do that. Better yet, Mallory, how about you do this? Everybody write this down. We're still on uh, the number three for school districts and also number two with the city hall meetings. You could, if you're using InfoSparks or MarketView or graphs and charts from your local associations, you could also add the city reports. So creative ways, how do you convert this to, you know, to sellers is you want to be the source of the source. So when people go to look up data or when, when the school districts are talking, oh, let me call Carrie because she's the resource. Like you want to become the resource and then eventually people start to work with you. I've sold a house to the orchestra um, leader. Um, I've sold a house to the gymnastics coach. 
Like you want to be the person that everybody knows has the data. Yeah. Right. RPR for commercial as well. First of all, every commercial, everyone that's a commercial owner would want this data. And then you also get commercial reports. Somebody wants to open up some type of, um, I almost said medical marijuana. That's a whole different conversation. Someone wants to open a tea shop or someone wants to open a coffee shop or they want to do makeup. You can go tell them if it's oversaturated. So there's ways to do that. Um, number four, here we go. Back to the basics. And some, I think I have said this every week for the last few weeks. Some of you need to go find um, the renter to buyer leads, but not just for renter to buyers. You need to take that list and mail to the, the property owner. This is where, when it was said, people moving out of Illinois, first of all, you might have, you can go to Remind or Realist um, and you can compare the addresses. So I could come to my MLS and maybe I wanna, let's go with Aurora again. And I put in Aurora. Illinois, and then I look for people that rented, what is today, December 2nd, January 2nd, February, so somewhere around March of this year, so March 2nd, 2022 through today, gives me 486 renters to buyers, that was me a few weeks ago, but you could take the same list and you could look for everyone, because I could upload this list to Remind, although there was a glitch. But let's just say I'm going to compare. I could just take this list and, and download the list and then mail, you know, you know, you mail to the owner. I could mail to the physical property address. You actually can get a buyer. First of all, you can get a buyer out of this. You can get a listing out of this. Maybe you get a land, a, an investor out of this. Like there's, these are just three ways you could use the renter to buyer list. Just three, just three. So this is, I, I wouldn't call it a creative way to get a, um, a client, but I would call it a, did you know? Are you even doing this? It's called work. And then I'm just, I'm going to say this, um, you know, what tools are you using? Realist, Remind, Home Snap, RPR. Um, and, and, and here's where I said your daily strategy for expires. So we talked, so that came up in the conversation when I asked the question, what are, what are you, how are you looking for sellers now? What are creative ways? So that already came up. So sold by Shelly, where, um, what state are you in? I'm in my MLS and I went and looked up residential rentals and I looked for like the status called leased and my MLS is called rented. It's off the market. And I went to, I picked a specific city and I put in March of this year, because anyone that rented in December of this of last year or January or February has probably already given notice. So I went to my MLS to find all of the tenants that are anyone that's renting because these are my buyers. These are my new landlords or these are my new landlords that need to sell the property. These could be my new investors. These could be the people. Remember, if you're in the agent journey membership, you're every every month, right? Every month you're doing a live and you are talking about home ownership in your private Facebook group, right? Of course you are. Because in December, and I think my date is going to be December 14th because I want to get something in the mail this time. I missed last month because everything got away from me because of the conference, but I want to get something in the mail. I am interviewing a loan officer to talk about grant programs and what's available. So 
you there's so many ways you could actually use this list, not just for sellers, but I want you to consider using it for sellers. Now, even though, and some of you are like, is HomeSnap going away? It's a conversation. It's like not set in stone. So you can use HomeSnap for the heat maps. You can look for high sell score. Same, same thing in, um, in Remind. I can come and I can, first of all, just if you haven't signed up for my 30-minute class for the next three Mondays, sign up. And I changed the time from, five, from 6 to 5.45 because Mina, my sister, wants me to speak to educators and principals for some group she's in. So, and they want me to be on, that's it. And maybe five minutes of Q&A. Side-eye to HomesNet, right. I had a conversation, so it's, it's, it's being talked about. It's not set in stone, but I'm in. So for the, anyone, everyone in the chat, here we go. I'm going to recap, but I want you to blow up the feed and give me the, give me a zip code of where you want me to tell you where, um, so I'm going to give you some strategy with Remind. I might be, I could do it with Realist if I logged in, but I want you to, everybody give me a zip code. Where do you want a seller lead? And then, then I'll give you some strategy because I see those. I probably need to get like a pen before I miss happening. And I don't care what state you're in because I can look up any state. Here we go. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm looking. So I got 98683. I've got a 60543. I know where that is. I've got a 60643. I've got a 606, 60145. Everybody's in Illinois. I love it. See you in a few hours, right? 60031. I've got a 60302, right? Uh, let's see. 606192321. I was looking for some other areas. All right. So the recap is, and I'm going to go look some of these up and tell you where the money is. So the the from all of you, plus some, hey, my Tennessee friend, uh expires. Go after expires every single day. And then go look at the bottom of the market expires. And Yolanda said, go after expires, go back like six months now and i and let me add to that one go look for cancels between september and december of last year and then this year because people that didn't sell they may have canceled and then you can if you're in my market we're putting you in the private listing network number two bottom of the market purchases go look for people that bought at the bottom of the market because they could resell people moving out of your state could be a great resource. And then specific cities live where someone has lived there more than 30 years. I also did 50 plus years. 47130, got that one. And then your for sale by owners could be an option. Tip with for sale by owners before you start cold calling for sale by owners, if they are with a company um, for antitrust purposes, there are company, I just need to give you the disclaimer, I'm not talking badly about any company, but there are for sale by owner companies that are real estate firms, but you don't know it because you think it's just someone on for sale by owner's website. There are real for sale by owner companies that are real estate companies. And if you ever get to understand how they work and I don't work for them, the, the seller might already be signed up to be in the multiple listing service with a few things that they can do on their own. 
So before you go after for sale by owners, make sure it is a true for sale by owner. My five were uh, number one. Here we go. And then I'm going to give you strategy. Number one, your neighbors, friends, family, sphere, past clients, current clients, your former coworkers, classmates are always a good way to start. So get started. Did you mail the things to do for the holidays? Because remember, there you go. It was this easy. Thank God for Tally, who's my admin. So get something in the mail. Let's go. Or if you're like, I didn't get it in the mail, go post it on social media. Make it like a slideshow. Or maybe it'll be a reel. Uh, number two, start attending your city hall meetings. Yep, I'm going to. Um, and don't forget to sign up for my master class that'll happen every Monday and it's going to be 30 minutes, 5.45 p.m. Central. Am I recording it? Yes. But if you're not in the agent journey, you won't get the replay. Number four, so you need to be there live is the point. Number four, renter to buyer leads, take those same leads and go after the homeowner. Uh, and then number five, you can leverage Realist, Remind, HomeSnap, RPR. And my other tip is go use your multiple listing service. You can go pay to play, but why would you go pay when you get access anyway? If you pay, no. We're, if As your managing broker, I'm taking a cut, a bigger cut. So if your split is whatever, if let's say your split's 90-10, you're probably 50-50. And I just made up the number because I went and did the work. I went and did the work, so I'm giving you the business. All right. So here, I'm going to try, I'm going to put in a zip code. I'm in Remind because this is a national product, if, whether you have it or not. Jeffersonville, Indiana. Oh, this is a big area of Indiana. Like you're right across the, you should be selling in, in Louisville too, right? So I'm here. I'm going to look for, I don't know if it changes anything. No, of course it doesn't. I'm going to, I don't know what's here. So I'm going to, I need to get this number down. So I'm looking for three bedroom properties. I, I don't know if they're on the market or not. And I am going, let me do this. Let me, let me clear this. I am going to be in this zip code, Jeffersonville, Indiana. I can't even sell there. And then I'm going to look at sell score, high sell score. So right now, high sell score, there are 819 properties with a high sell score. Wait for it. Of this single family, this is a nice little pocket, like right across the river. Um, 716 properties with a high sell score in 47130 and then a single family and wait for it. No more. That can't be. I might not get this data. Yeah, I'm not getting that data. So we're going to go with high sell score 716. Let me put in, let's do ownership time. 15 plus years in the home. Where did I click? I got to turn something off. So right now in 47130, there are four um, single family ownership time, 15 plus years, high sell score 439. So here's the strategy. Oh, nice. I see that in, in Indiana and Kentucky. Clearly, I don't have my glasses on. I think it's, is it Ashi? Um, so here's the strategy. Because someone said, well, we, we get these leads. What do you do next? Now, first of all, I'm going to push you back to your companies. Show up to class. Shout out to your manager. Brokers, your brokers, your associations, the multiple listing service. Please come to class. Yeah. <laughs> See that kitty. So now... 
um, here's the strategy. I'm probably not going to mail to 439. Maybe it's not in my budget. But let's just say if I go back to ownership time and I take off the 15 plus years and we go to just 20, now I'm still at 435. This is three bedrooms. No, do I even have bedrooms? Hold on, hold on, hold that thought. Oh, I don't even have bedrooms. So let's put three bedrooms. I'm doing this like I can see better. Like that's not even gonna be a thing. But let's just, so here's the strategy. Oh, 195, man, 195 properties. I can afford this maybe. If you can't afford it, send 10 a month. So 195, here's the strategy. You need to, I don't care if it's market data. I don't care if it's a postcard. I'm not here to give you the exact strategy, but here you go. I'm gonna give you, in a perfect world, when we talk about marketing, you wanna take over. And I'm gonna pretend like you all have $5,000 a month to spend on marketing. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to, for the, when you're new to the market, you're going to mail every week for the first month. The second month, you're going to mail every other week. And then you're going to go to monthly or every 21 days. That's a direct mail strategy. That is what it's supposed to be. But if you're like, Carrie, that is not my budget. I don't have 5,000. I don't really even have that much money. You're going to try to get this down to an affordable amount and you're going to start mailing. So if I were to give you a strategy and then let me give you one for the first four months. Number one, you need to introduce yourself. I'm a real estate agent and I live in, in this neighborhood. Who else to help you sell your home than someone that has lived there all their life? Whatever, you, whatever the truth is, right? I have included a market update. If you have questions, feel free to reach out. Second mailer. Every month I do a video on market data and I tell you what's happening in the community. And if you've ever liked to meet me um, in person, feel free to schedule an appointment. Like, And then I give you a QR code to my YouTube channel and I created a marketing piece. The third marketing piece, let me think. It could be as simple as, it, if it were the holidays, it could have been as simple as things to do. You just, you need a touch. Once upon a time, people used to send recipe cards and as crazy as that is, my I still have my grandmother's box. I gotta go find it so I can go see all of your recipe cards. So let's just go, go with, because I've done this, let me tell you what I would do. Hold on, because I have I have it already built out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go look at something that I've already created. Hold that thought. It's thinking, it's thinking. My system is thinking. So I am opening uh, Google. I'm gonna go to let me go to my email just so I can make it open. So here I'm gonna go to my Google Google Docs. And some of you invested in the keys to listing leads. Here we go. This is the success kit. So here we go. 12 months worth of marketing. First time you mail, and I'm just going to, so the first time you mail, introduce yourself. Send a letter, handwrite the envelopes, old school. Second one is you're going to, um, you can talk about the best month to list your home. And you're going to, the third mail mailer can be to invite people to your YouTube channel or social media where you do market updates. The, uh, the fourth mailer could be home upgrades with the most return on your investment. And then maybe the fifth mailer could be ready, fix it, sell it. And maybe the sixth mailer could be five areas you must clean that a buyer will check on a showing. Like I gave you six. 
The key is now that you've mailed, this is where we get stuck as real estate agents. We typically get stuck because we can't convert. And that's where you need, this is where I'm going to challenge for anyone that's new, go, I don't care if you go to your parents' house, your own house, the neighbor's house, I need you to ask someone to let you practice listing their home. And before you go, take the listing entry class, whatever it's called in your market for the MLS or the association or at your office, go to your managing broker and say, what are the things I need to do to list a house? What do I need to do to list a home? So, I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm kind of cheating. I'm looking at all my stuff. Here, I'm just going to open it. Why am I looking this up? It's old school, but it is in digital format. Here we go. My agent. Yeah, I got, I'm telling you, I even have an exclusive buyer rep agreement highlighted. So, and I can see this is my version, so I don't have tabs. So, I have like steps to, hold on, let me look at this. I have my, it's a conversion list, like how to convert. And I'm just going to show you. So I have my, you call me, my in, intake form. Then um, I have, then I schedule the appointment to see your house. Then this is my market. We have a listing input sheet. I know we have one in Florida, which is kind of cool. And then I um, I have my, I got to find my checklist. I even have, some of you have seen this before. I have, what are your most recent updates on your home? So when I get to the property, I can ask, or maybe I pre-ask that question. And then I have one that's that says, what? tell me why you love your home and the neighborhood you live in. And they're going to tell me things that maybe I can or cannot say, but it helps me with the remarks and it helps me sell the property. And then, and I, I know I have a whole checklist. Um, I have a whole new listing checklist, but that's after you get it. And then, this is why you need to see me in a real class. In the agent journey, this was, um, I think this was January. But I have a whole fill in the blank to have a conversation with the seller about data. I'll find that checklist, maybe for next, maybe for Monday. I'll, I'll talk about that checklist a little bit. So... If you are like, I still feel like I can't convert, the key is your first time you might not get the deal. This is why I'm challenging you to work with your parents' house, your own house, and go through the whole process of what it would be like to list the home or to have a conversation. So go back to your managing brokers or your brokers and say, what are the things I need to do if someone calls me to list a home? And then they might be all over the place because they have no systems. Who cares? Get You could walk in there with this. And I'm pretty sure I have a checklist for those of you that are in the agent journey. This is why we're doing a reboot because I almost have 52 weeks of checklist and they're going to be reorganized. So open up your book and ask your managing broker and they say, oh, well, if somebody calls you, you need to be able to get all the information. That's your seller consultation form. And then the next step might be, okay, now that I feel, now that I have all this information, when is the best time? Um, yeah, there you go. Role play. Oh, and if you're in the agent journey membership, I have a role play for a seller, a buyer, and a tenant. There's a whole video. So that, you know, what do you do next? You know, so you schedule the appointment. Then after you schedule the appointment, you could send, third thing could be is you send a handwritten note card, thanking you for the opportunity. Then the fourth thing you could do is send an e-blast, all within the same day. The next thing you might do even before you go to the appointment in my area is I'm putting your property in, in the MLS as a draft so I can do a reverse prospect. 
The next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to um, uh, create a quick market analysis using my MLS or RPR or Remind or Realist, right? And then I'm going to go look up market data. And then when I get to your, so now I'm at the appointment, I get there and I'm like, thank you so much for letting me preview your home. Um, let's just go right on the tour. Get on the tour. I come with my own booties. We walk through the property and then I have my list up so I can ask you questions as we go. Old school is, here, I'm going to show you. This is this is for real basics. I do have this in um, Evernote, but I also have. Let me see. So this I sent Mark. I'm trying to see that I give him a blank sheet of paper. So I typically give. I typically go with. Yep, I did because he took notes on it. So here we go. So he even came home with the layout of the property. And then he came home with, he doesn't take a lot of notes, but he was asking a few other questions, but I, I just put together the clipboard for him. So he knew um, if he needed to ask any additional questions. So he had the seller input form, intake form. He had the listing input sheet. And then he had, tell me, you know, any, any updates you've made. And then when you're done and maybe you sit down at the kitchen table, do you have any questions for me? And most of you at this point, if you're new, you're like, oh, what if I can't answer? Don't answer. Just say, oh, can you write that down? Let me get back to you on that. That's a great question. Don't say you don't know. Just write it down and then um, get back to them. And then when you leave, here's what you need to do when you walk through the house. You don't have to tell them as you go. But when you're walking through the house and you get to the kitchen and you're like, oh, the kitchen is absolutely filthy. You write down, um, kitchen could use a good cleaning. I'm writing like, so if they saw my notes, it doesn't sound awful. Um, maybe the closets need to be emptied out and reorganized so it doesn't look as, you know, you don't have 50 coach purses, Louis purses, whatever purses. We need to declutter a little bit. Um, and then when, um, and you're, you're writing all of this down and some of you need, just take a notepad and go through your own house of, Oh, if I would, if, if, and, and I want you to, and then when you walk through this person's house and you're at, and you're, you're like, okay, write down bedroom, bedroom, they got a lot going on and you're thinking it, just write down, it would be great to neutralize the bedroom. Maybe they have a black comforter and a pink throw and an orange chair, like write down, it'd be great to neutralize the bedroom. And then you could write down what you see. And then the closets are cluttered. Then you get to the office like mine right now, although I've cleaned it. Um, write down, you know, tips like, oh, it'd be great if I, they could go to Menards or wherever, get some storage bins and then write down everything you see and then write down what you think they need to fix. Even though you, even though you might not have a cost, you're going to, when you say now this, is, so here's some next steps after they've asked you questions. I'm going to email you a list of things I want you to work on. And then I'm going to give you some things that might cost you money. You could decide not to do them. And if you decide not to do them, maybe we offer a credit to the buyer. And then you say, um, the things I want to tell you to do, I think would help you move your home. And some of them would, might be that you need to go to Menards or Target or somewhere and start packing. But say, I'm going to send you this checklist. And when I do, I want you to start working on that right away. And then you could say, which email address and who needs to be on the listing agreement? I'm helping you close when I send you all of the listing paperwork. And, right like 
there's so much more to this because every market is different, but these are things that you need to learn how to ask. And, and Ebony, this is for you. I appreciate you. Um, I'm two months in, still clueless. Ebony, you can go back and watch probably every episode of Coffee with Carrie, or you could join my membership. But let's, if you're, if you're not there yet, join me on Monday, the 5th, the 12th, and the 19th at 545 Central Time, PM, PM. What is the worst thing that could happen when you go to someone's house? They don't hire you? Next, you've got to get in the mode of practicing. That's why I go to your neighbors. If they like you or not, who cares? Um, it doesn't matter if they like you or not. Find someone that will allow you to go through the process and then say, okay, so you know I'm new. What would you ask me that would just be outrageous? Like, they're your friends. Like, go ask a friend, go ask a neighbor, go ask a parent, go work with, if you're a tenant, Call the landlord and say, hey, can I practice with you? You know, as if I needed to list your property. There you go. You got to get in motion and you have to know that it's your job to generate the business. It is not your managing broker's job. Although some of us will try to do what we can to generate leads. I just gave a lead to one of my agents. I don't really sell anymore. And I knew Mark wasn't going. So here, I'm going to pop over to the questions. Hopefully, I got one of those answered without looking. I'm not going to make all three. I'm, I'm recording. I'm streaming it to the Agent Journey membership. So Tracy, if you're in the membership, you're golden. Let's see. Can you talk about the bottom of the market? Sure. So to be more specific, so here's the question. Here's the answer, Fosta. So I'm in um, in my MLS, and you know I'm in MarketView, which is InfoSparks. And if I were working in, say, Berkeley, Illinois, no, Berwyn. Let's do it. Let's go with Berwyn. It's bigger. I'm in Berwyn, and I'm using this, and I'm going back, say, to 2008. When I look at this, here we go. Let me show you. Let me, let me see if I can make that not go anywhere. Let me show you. You're going to see all my stuff. Let's see. So this is Berwyn. For those of you that are, uh, you see. So here, let me flip this around. Hold on. So when you're when you are looking at market data, so this is 2008, 12 months worth of data all the way to November 2022, 12, 12 months worth of data. So this is the top of the market, really maybe last month was. This is the the true. So Berwyn had a true bottom in 2012, a true bottom in 2012. So now here. I can see the bottom of the market, median sales prices for all properties was 96,000. I can now see that median sales prices for Berwyn are up to 287. So when I say go to the bottom of the market, I want you to use tools like say Remind, and I'm gonna clear, Realist would be better, I can't even lie, uh, Fosta. And let's see, if I change this to expires, I don't even know if it'll let me do a date range here. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me go to RPR. Let's go see. So I'm in Berwyn. 
and I'll do this a little bit during the classes that start next week. And then we're going to choose more filters and I'm going to just look at expired. Oh, wait, I'm going to turn off the actives. So just the expireds and I'm going to change the date range, a custom date range, and it's not making this easy for me. So here, let me go back to, what did I say, 2012? So I'm going to go with January 2012. Let's go with the first through December. Oh, here, let's go right here. December 31st, 2012 and apply. Let's see if we get anything. So we had 28 properties. Now I could be a little more specific and maybe go with not just 2012 and let's go through 2014. So these are expired properties. These are all expireds that weren't relisted. Now, how do we know? Now, it doesn't mean that you should mail and say, hey, your property expired between 2012 and 2014. That is not what I'm saying. But you have 64 properties. I can, um, I saw, so I updated my search. I can get my mailing labels um, or I can export into CSV and I can do a postcard and just start giving the market update. And then I, in my marketing, it, you know, my marketing should say, if your home is currently listed, please don't consider this solicitation. Now, when you use tools like this, like Remind, if you use tools like um, RPR, if you use tools like Realist, the cool thing is, is that, um, now I lost my train of thought, is that when your MLS talks to RPR, Realist Remind, it is based on the current status for that property based on the address. So for example, if I were to go to, um, let's see, let's see if I can get in here. I'm gonna go into <clears throat> Stellar MLS and look at Realist, is you should know when you're targeting these properties, know right out the gate, that um, it's based on, on the address of the property. So if I'm looking at expireds, if it should truly be expired. Now it doesn't mean it didn't sell for sale by owner. So you gotta remember that. Um, so, but I would start mailing right away, Costa. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. There's really no reason why you can't make this work. All right, so I'm gonna look in one more place and then we will, I'll stop talking. And if you have any other questions, Throw them in the Q&A and I will answer uh, those other questions. All right, so I am in Stellar MLS and I'm in Realist. And let's let's go, I'm just gonna guess because I don't, I, I have not figured all of this out yet. So I'm going to one of my searches and I'm going to look at off-market statuses. I'm going to choose expired in. I'm going to put expired or withdrawn because I have no idea what to look for. And then I am in Kissimmee. Let's see what I get. Let's see what I get. It's thinking. It is still thinking. So do I have any other questions? Why? I don't think so. No one else has popped up. You're very welcome, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you. So there are 
132 properties with at least with five to six bedrooms. Year built was between 2007 and 2022. Well, that won't work. Yes, it will. And then three to five bathrooms. So I have a I have 132 properties that I could go after. And I see withdrawn it comes up differently. So I am going to get rid of that. And let's see what, what now. So if I get rid of, rid of withdrawn, I have. So withdrawn could be canceled. I don't, I have no idea what that means. I got to go do some research. Thank you, Ann. Thank you, Ann. So I have in Kissimmee, Florida, 86, because most of you know I'm newly licensed here and I don't know what to do. Trust me, I don't know what to do, but I'm going to start mailing because we need to buy something. So I figured I'll just go find the house. All right, everyone, you know, you know the drill, right? Floppy with Carrie. Did I click this? Is it the right way? I can never tell. Oh, yeah, there we go. Now it's flipped. So Kahoo Akiri, take your photo. Tag me in your story. Don't put me in your feed. Nobody wants to see me in your feed. They want to see you in your feed. But tell everybody what you learned today and to join me on the next live with Coffee with Carrie. Remember, next week I am teaching uh, new agent training. So I will not be here on Instagram, maybe until like noon. So I'll, either I'll go live Thursday or I will go live on Friday around noon. If you're listening to the podcast, thanks for listening and join the agent journey. <music>